Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is McEnroe, aka Rod Bailey. This is the Peanuts and Corn 2020 podcast, and this is episode 20, 2-0. So we're almost done this crazy series. I don't have time for this shit anymore, and we're going to keep it going, though, for a little bit longer because we've got some great people to talk to, and tonight I'm really excited to be joined by an old friend, an old homie, an old honorary member of Break Bread in the Peanuts and Corn Posse, and his name is Jason LaPere. Jason, hello. Hey, Rod. So Jason's uh, joining me from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and um, Jason has the distinction of being someone who's done a lot of directing over the years and and got his start. Um, Well, we'll talk about where you got your start, but his claim to fame for in Peanuts and Corn world is doing a whole bunch of videos for Peanuts and Corn out of his own pocket as well, I gotta say. So he's (laughs) an absolute homie. And I'm um, really excited to, to be able to catch up with them because it's been a, been a while. Last time I think I saw you, I ran into you at a clothing store or something in Vancouver when you were here working. Oh, yeah. And uh, now it's good to, to be catching up because it's been a while. Um, totally. So what we're going to do is we're going to, uh, for you people listening on the podcast, there's also going to be a playlist, uh, a link so you can actually watch all these videos. But this is not a video podcast. I didn't dress for video today. I'm in my Sunday uh, sweatshirts and, and uh, jean shorts, so that's not happening. But uh, Jason looks very good, just so you know, at home. He's very well, well dressed and his hair is nicely cut. <laughs> I am not so much, so we're not doing a video co- podcast, but we are going to watch the videos in real time and talk about them. And um, so the history of, of Peanuts and Corn videos is a funny one because we were really late to the party. I mean, Peanuts and Corn started in 1994. And we didn't have a video until probably 2001, I'm going to say, right? Like that's when the first yeah. official video, which we'll play shortly, is, is Hypochondriac by Pip Skid, directed by Jason LaPere. And that was seven years after the label kind of got started. So at, the, at that time, you know, Freak Show did a video in like 96. Who Ruff did a video in 96 or 97. Different Shades did a video in 97 or 98, and we didn't have a video until 2001, which is kind of crazy. But just real quick, one of the reasons was, one, money. We were more interested in spending money on putting out recordings and buying recording equipment. We were really focused on recording. And two, we just didn't have a director until you came along that kind of got us. Um, You know, we were pitched on videos in the mid-90s, and we were just getting the dumbest ideas sure. like cow tipping over cows driving tractors just corny farm you know, you're take the, the farm rappers we're, we're the farm rappers so let's talk yeah. about um you know those silly concepts women dressed as milkmaids and just you know like yeah. we're just like that's this meeting's over we just weren't interested so <laughs> i so, want to see that yeah That'd be a exactly. good video. that treatment so um, it's it's also worth saying too, and this is the first of many things we're going to say tonight that's going to make us sound really old. But back in the day, uh, making a video was not like it is now, right? Like it took a lot of money and it took a lot of preparation, and you didn't just go out with an iPhone on the weekend and make a music video for your band. You had to like apply for grants to get tens of thousands of dollars and put aside like three days of shooting, and it was it was hard. It was super hard. So. That's part of the reason I think you guys didn't have a video either. Oh, exactly. I mean, the way to do it was to get someone with, you know, it was shot on film. 
And so just right there alone, you know, you do the math, you have to buy the film stock, even if everything else was free, which it isn't, you know, just the cost of the film stock is in the thousands of dollars generally. If you're going to do it, unless you're going to shoot like one reel and just do like the absolute bare bones. But us having no kind of connections in the 90s with anyone who's shooting film, shooting anything, uh, we just couldn't couldn't make it happen until basically you got got into our world and and were so like what i want to know is is obviously we're going to play hypochondriac but you were always thinking you're a filmmaker from when like the you know right from the get-go kind of in the 90s yeah i guess so i mean when i came out of school i was like well what the hell do i want to do and and uh i decided i wanted to make a filmmaker be a filmmaker but then the immediate follow-up to that is like well how does a person do that right so i spent years trying to figure that out and it was just this great sort of happy coincidence of like hanging out with you guys where it was like well i want to make stuff to show people that i can make stuff and that i'm good at making stuff and you guys were like well we need stuff made for us to get our shit out uh are we allowed to swear on this yes absolutely right do you encourage swearing Mm. I i can Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that was just like uh, a kind of a chocolate and a peanut butter moment. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, we, it just uh, sort of happened that way. So why don't we why don't we listen to the first song? We've played this song before because St. Louis picked it out because he's in this video. Um, but we'll listen to this song and um, we're going to watch it and you should watch it on, on the old YouTube when you get a chance. But this is Pipskid. This is the Peanuts, Peanuts and Corn's first video. Jason LaPere, I believe this is your first video that you directed. You didn't do anything yeah, for any no, other musicians before that. Um, so this is Hypochondriac. So let's check this out. Yo, the Royal Bank, they can kiss my royal ass Checking out my apps in front of the aura SP glass, people at the debit machine Nervously swipe in broad daylight They pull from the clobbered yuppies in his lead pipe right? I got bags in my eyes, still great The purple color match of what I really wanted to say But held back, my sore back At the point of breaking Be boarded to the hospital over Into action, darker my final wish before I die is to meet Jen. 
Janet Jackson and she's trying to tell me that the sickness is in my brain. You mean like a brain tumor, the Alzheimer's acting up again? Her diagnosis, the sixth opinion, a hypochondriac. Hey doc, up yours sideways, you worthless quack. Spat on a war memorial and then flipped the nurse off. And bounced to the pharmacy for a prescription to cure my cough. that in quite some time that's me neither it's so confusing <laughs> what's going on in that video man well my number one first question i have before we get into like some of the production details but uh is the human who's in the waiting room a human or is that a mannequin <laughs> i can't it's tell a human. it's a human <laughs> i can't remember who that is it was some friend of pat's i think that lived in toronto and she was like yeah i'll be in your video so we gave her a head wound and put her in a chair <laughs> So that's um, so you did that pretty much like pulled a bunch of favors and uh, totally. pulled that together. So I, was, I was a production assistant uh, in Toronto at the time, basically had come out of film school. And as many people who come out of film school do, I didn't know anything about actually making films because it was a film studies program I was in. And so I was a PA and I was like, you know, driving minivans around, picking up producers, getting coffee, helping load gear, stuff like that. Just li literally learning the nuts and bolts. Of filmmaking and so I had met a bunch of other PAs and of course all PAs are aspiring directors and producers and cinematographers and so uh, this wonderful human being named Angela Pilas was an aspiring DP and so she you know uh, shot it and this guy named Glenn Powell who was an awesome dude was basically the kind of production manager of the thing and and I directed it and it was just kind of this three-person show that pulled it off and it was shot half on 16 millimeter short ends that we found somewhere and the other half was shot on right and so you shot the the um film in the apartment i believe and then yeah and the doctor's style. office believe, as, as crappy as it looks that's actually film on in uh, what is steve's apartment on spadina <laughs> right yeah. and, and then you did gonzo style in the um totally run no, and gun no in the drugstore which which we would never get away with today putting a mask on and running up in a drugstore <laughs> and, and shot dead within seconds um and then that mental opening as well of of pat we're just again i said this to you before we started recording but it's like that's what's fun about making videos with pat and, and with anybody really is like the ideal situation and i'm sure you experienced this with you know when you made your videos is like you just want to be collaborating with someone where you're just trading great ideas back and forth and it's like let's do this crazy idea well here's an even crazier idea what if i filmed you shirtless rapping on the corner of spadina and dundas until someone like calls the cops or shuts us down <laughs> and that's what we did that's right that's good stuff. So, um, I guess the next video that we'll get into would be, um, I guess, uh, 
at the same time, or probably probably when we saw that you did a video, um, we decided that hey, that doesn't seem that difficult, and um, you know, and, and I believe uh, we rented a little video camera from the Winnipeg Film Group, yeah. um, and did a video for John Smith. So um, at that that video was called "Climb Everything." So we'll play that next. But basically, what happened was we just rented the video camera and just ran around with kind of no plan because um, the song's called Climb Everything so the idea is just him exploring, urban exploring and just kind of getting wild but of course we had zero plan at, at all so we're, we didn't set any shots we didn't set this, we would just wander around and ended up shooting a bunch of it on the top of the Bay Parkade and um, really just had no no idea what we were doing, running around shooting it and, and getting a bunch of footage and then uh, I taught myself how to edit, and the result <laughs> is it's a mess. But it was a sure sure was a fun day. But watching it now is pretty cringeworthy. But let's take a look. So this is um, John Smith climb everything. So this is about the same time because uh, this would have come out uh, just right around the same time as as Hypochondriac. Because basically we didn't have any way of releasing these. You know there wasn't even YouTube at the time. Right. And, that's another uh, thing. This is pre-YouTube, right? So even the whole mentality of like everyone can make videos and share them. This is like the Stone Age as far as that stuff goes. Yeah, like you make a video and then do you send it? You send this to Much Music? Like you didn't send yours to Much Music, did you? Sure we did. Sure we oh, did. Get, guess when we heard back? Never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, there was an industry for making Canadian videos. But again, it was a very exclusive club controlled by a handful of production companies in Toronto. And if you were outside the club, outside yeah and we'll get into that because i got video fact once and we'll play that video but um uh but in this and in this case basically you make a video and all the only outlet we really had was to put it on the cd as a cd bonus so pip's album had the cd bonus of the hypochondriac video and um i believe john oh, smith's album that. had yeah super low quality like half right. half standard def you know 160p yeah <laughs> and uh and and then the john smith album had the same with the um climb everything that was sort of the same idea so let's check this out and uh and i'll try not to scream how bad <laughs> it is but it was fun i swear to god this is better than anything i told you why can't we go to a movie a movie that's not real it's the same as television trust me Those who watch from stories above who slacks have them so heated that they needed to turn 
climb that roof They might think you're a punk or a goof With one hoof on the dumpster Pulling yourself up like Ooh. Don't sweat the scratch that you put in that car Who'd have thunk you could throw that rock that far But fuck it, if anyone asks if you know who did who this isn't. Just grimace and reply Uh, no English And when you're at those malls, check those unmarked doors You might find a place you never ever been before Like the day they almost caught Mr. Pinkage in a storeroom At the Fork scoring supplies for his kitchen I know it's mad cheesy and it might sound cornball So that was that was Tyler and I running around with a camera. Uh, Tyler's DJ Honeycutt running around with a camera downtown on a Sunday in Winnipeg with uh, with John Smith, um, Joe Caperi, and um, just totally making it up as we went along. Did some lip sync stuff with a little boombox, and then did a bunch of skateboard uh, skateboard video inspired, uh, unscripted, just running around and trying to like. You know, jumping like he's jumping over fire hydrants and climbing up fire escapes and just a whole bunch of unremarkable stuff. Really. Nice little portrait of downtown Winnipeg, though, in a certain moment in time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like some some was that was that there, but... was that a conscious conscious reference to the Bob Dylan video? Uh, it looks when he's in the alley rapping, it kind of looks like that Bob Dylan video where he's holding up the signs. Yeah, of all the no, words. not a conscious, just an, <laughs> just an accident, just complete accident. Uh, no homages in that except to maybe skateboard videos. That would be about it. Yeah, yeah. Stacy Peralta instead of Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, and we we would have done that and uh, and then edited on my computer and and again nobody would have ever really seen it. I'm pretty sure we didn't even try to send that to much music, um, but we would have just um, released it on a CDR or sorry on on the on the album and then. Um, and then you know, and then finally put on YouTube when it sort of started to pop off in a, a couple of years later. So that's that's something people I've never really heard people talk about with music videos, but I think it's true. Uh, is yeah, obviously the idea is like you make these things to like promote your music, right? But yeah. something I've never heard anyone talk about is it's really fun to make these things too, right? Like let's think of a visual version of this song, right? So I mean that's that's like even though there was no YouTube, it was still like a worthwhile way to spend you know our creative energy, right? Oh yeah, it was really it was really fun. And we got, you know, we had a good day. Like I think that was a day or two days. And we also took a bunch of stills. Tyler took a lot of stills. We ended up, those were like press photos and, and those were really good. And actually, uh, if you see what John Smith, it, where John Smith is, there, there's a photo from that that ended up being the cover of 
one of like a 12 inch that we put out at the time it was just a just a landscape he wasn't in the shot but it was just like that building when he's on the top of the big parkade that shot oh is that uh, the which, split the split ep that's right this it's oh, called shit. spring 2000 or spring 2001 yeah. that is that that was from that photo shoot or from that video shoot but then we were also taking stills like tyler was taking stills and i think i lost tyler's awesome. tripod on that shoot so i think, he, <laughs> I, think I still owe him a tripod <laughs> you can edit um, this out later yeah but I, but why um so let's jump forward to your next video i think there's two videos we'll play back to back that are both yours but um there's the the kinship of the down and out and then alone again do you remember which one you did first yeah it was uh oh god you know what i i felt really confident about answering that right up until i was about to say it i thought that we did kinship and then we did alone again after that i think we did do kinship first um God, you know what? I should have researched. You told me not to do homework, Brian. No, no homework. No, no, no. Um, Um, So they were made pretty much back to back. I just can't remember which one came first. And so you were in at at any point when when doing this, were you you lived in Winnipeg at any point? Yeah, yeah. I lived in Winnipeg from two thousand and three to two thousand and five. Okay. And made both of these when I was living there, Um, and they were both shot on sixteen millimeter. Um, and Kinship of the Down and Out is notable as well for having a Hollywood connection now. Yeah. It was edited by Matt Hannum. Oh, really? Who has gone on to be like a top editor. He edited uh, Denis Villeneuve's film Enemy, and he edited Wildlife, which is Paul Dano's director, directorial debut, and a bunch of other amazing movies. And that was the first thing he, I think maybe he had ever edited was the... Really? Yeah, I remember Matt. Like we used to keep in touch up until not that long ago, probably. Yeah, great dude. Yeah, um, but a little busy for music videos now. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, uh, that's great. Um, well, let's take a look at it. This is Kinship of the Down and Out by John Smith, directed by Jason LaPere. Native of worship, Satan. If you're a pagan or on probation, any sort of vagrant or deviation, they gonna deface them, then find replacements. No time for pacing, thinking it over. My kind get wasted, drink to get sober. Another line for the razor, tip off the boulder, slip off the shoulder, or clip in a holster. Hopping from sex trade to mommy the next day, then probably the X ray, cause Johnny withheld pay. Chasing those routine, pay so soon seen. Order up the chip shedder and gravy like poutine. Pull up the blue sleeve and take a stoop seat. If you see the boys in blue, they get it like Bruce Lee. And y'all can sue me for telling it truly. How we hitting the ooh wee and getting unruly. It's a kinship for the down and out. And when it get thick, we gotta stand our ground. All people hold tight, this land is ours. Let them know all night we gonna shout it loud. Yo, my people, the down and out. All so broke, the down and out. No hope, the down and out. Where you from, the down and out. BK, the down and out. North End, the down and out. Broadway, the down and out. We don't fake bake and rush off. When it gets hot, we can at bus stops. 16's a sweat lodge. All summer cross covers hand me downs. Gramps got him from his grandson. Look at me now. That's a old time floss. Young and stressed to impress, and always seem to be messing with less. Tough chicks, struck quick, demanding respect. Even with stuff written across the ass of they sweats. From princess to ex-con flashing his pecs. We all cashing our checks. 
handling ours Stick ups with switchblades are gassing up cars I gotta get paid to visit scandalous bars And after the sex of thorn breakfast on at the greasiest spoon Hungover, that's what you need to be doing It's this type of shit that could lead to your ruin It's fist pipes, tricking, scamming, bleeding and boozing Come on, the kinship, brother, down and out And win it, get thick, we gotta stand our ground All people hold tight, this land is ours Let them know all night we gonna shout it loud On Mountain, the down and out Kinship for the down and out North End, North End Singing the name hard North End is all bridges and train yards The North End from Sisla to St. John's Queers the poor and entrepreneurs All hit the beer store and want of a cure Here for one reason This where we stay at Laid back even as we chase after the paper stack Ain't got no AC at sunrise daily When it's getting so hazy The door's wide open Lazy boy on the front lawn the TV strobing, radio blaring and cheesy spoken When they visit, those with cash express many doubts We stand hoes in the grass, belly out Heading south for some, but I ain't running Love it or leave it, the kinship, like it or love it Come on, the kinship, brother, down and out And win it, get thick, we gotta stand our ground All people hold tight, this land is ours Let them know all night, we gonna shout it loud Murder, the down and out, cut down, the down and out Pips get Pretty good progression, I think. <laughs> Boy, that's a good song, Rod. That song has aged so well. That beat is ridiculous. That's a good song. That's yeah. a lot of that's a lot of good people in that video. Yeah, that's a good video. Why is Al up here when he says McEnroe? <laughs> I want to know I, that. Well, you have to I, you ask, I guess you have to ask. I wasn't there. Obviously, I was. You were in that. Vancouver already, were you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, you'd have to ask uh, um, your Hollywood friend Matt Hannum. Yeah, that's Did he make right. that call? <laughs> uh, um, I'm sure I approved it at some point. <laughs> um, that was a really great experience from start to finish. And it's funny, you mentioned the Winnipeg Film Group before, and they are they are so worthy of a shout out because if you're making films in Winnipeg, the film group is pretty much like the epicenter of any of independent filmmaking activity. And we got everything from them. We got the camera from them. They helped us buy the film. We used their um, facilities to edit the thing. So nothing nothing really happened without the film group. So they're a big part of that. 
the the whole idea of that video with with um, Joe was just like, let's make a short film about the North End. Let's make a documentary about the North End and, yeah. and why it's so great and why it's so unique. And I, I wasn't really familiar with the North End. You know, I lived um, by the ledge in the in West Broadway. So uh, Joe was really seeing the North End through Joe's eyes and and um, just spending time there and just trying to get a, a a vibe, you know, and put the vibe on film. And I'm really proud of that uh, video. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's great. And, um, you know, you, you capture, I think, the sense of the neighborhood. It's not glorified. It's just real. And all the, like, you know, the art that's on all the buildings and just so much. All the murals, the, yeah. So many I love murals. how that last mural looks like Joe. So it looks like he's standing in front of a mural of himself. <laughs> he's that large in the North End. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, referencing Pinkies, of course, because that, that song was on Pinkies Laundromat, which is very... Well, basically a tale of the North End. It's a story. The whole totally. album is a story. Yeah. So it really gives that a good service. And um, uh, so how many, like, who did you have helping you out kind of behind the camera? Like, were you, do you pull yeah, a bunch of was, favors and have a bunch of people? Or Again, I go back to the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Film Group because it was basically like going to uh, my buddy, Mike Marinick, who is an amazing filmmaker in his own right, who was working at the film group and saying to him, like, I need some people, you know, I need some a crew. And so he would introduce me to, you know, people who were down to help make a cool music video for a Winnipeg artist. And so it was shot by a guy named Scott Jaworski, who later moved to the UK and continued being a, you know, a camera person in some capacity. And, and then it was edited by Matt Hannum. And um, it was a lot of day players. Paul Carvelli was like, you know, helping me out with yeah. that one. Legend, uh, he's a legend. Winnipeg legend, Paul Carvelli. So yeah, I mean, it was just like the Winnipeg filmmaking community, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's a lot of great people in it in front of the camera, like especially at the end there, but there's Yai, there's Alan Lord. Um, there's some t-shirts there that I, did, did, were those custom t-shirts or the, the Furby Avenue in the Manitoba or was that just some, something somebody was wearing? I guess you might not remember. Uh, no, I think, I think, uh, was Urban Bakery a thing already at that point? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Urban Kevin. Bakery was making those okay. shirts. Yeah. Cause um, Kevin's in the video, Kevin from Urban Bakery. And of course, yeah, it was the 2003 equivalent of the 204 hats, you know, right. <laughs> it's like your street on a shirt. Um, and then you got At Large, Dialogue, DJ Brace, DJ Co-op. Of course, DJ Honeycutt is in there. Lots of uh, lots of fun and times. Pip must have been busy as well because when his name gets shouted out, it's yeah, some... Yeah, you cut to like, something else, somebody else. Random guy who was on the street. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, your street portrait. So yeah. Pip must have been in Halifax or something, but... Right, right. Or something. I don't, I don't even... I've lost the plot on where he was when at this point, right. but... Um, but I guess if you were in, you say you did this and then you did Alone Again around the same time. Oh, yeah. So, so he must have been around, but maybe he was just out of town when you did that or shoot. Maybe he was working or something, but he wasn't available for the shoot. Um, yeah, we did Alone Again a couple months later and that was in his apartment. So he must yeah. have been living away. He must have been, yeah. So to, to move to Alone Again, um, yeah. so do you remember kind of having that idea and pitching it? The yeah. idea of like a one-shotter, kind of a one-shot concept, or tell me about what, what the concept was. Yeah, so one of the great things about making music videos at this period of time was it was kind of a golden age of music videos. There were some filmmakers making just truly like a boundary-breaking videos at that time. And and, and I, I know a lot of people who were making music videos were inspired by people like Michelle Gondry and um, Spike Jones and... Um, 
who's that crazy guy who made all the AFX twin videos? I, I forget his name. Um, but there were a lot of really cool videos. And what was cool about them is they were really playing with form. You know, it was like, how can we use it? it was experimental filmmaking, essentially. And so um, I had this idea, uh, you know, for a, 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 I realized if a camera was spinning in 360 degrees and basically looking in the same direction at the same speed, you could then layer shots on top of each other. And if you dissolved in and out of them, stuff would look like it was appearing and disappearing. Right. And, and it was, it's basically, it's like kind of what they realized about film when they invented it, like Georges Méliès doing camera tricks. Like how can I use this to do magic basically? Yeah. And so it was this very, very simple, I'm sure I didn't invent it. I'm sure other people have done this, but uh, the idea of the camera being in motion at the same time, it was like a really rudimentary version of motion control is what it was. Yes. And so, um, you know, Pat had this song about like, uh, you know, the, the agony of his constant loneliness yeah. <laughs> in his apartment. And so I thought, you know, let's make something about, you know, Pat's um, mental landscape in his apartment uh, using this conceit of stuff appearing and disappearing. And so we had fun with that. All right, let's take a look at it. This is a great video. I really like it. Let's check it out. Gangster Pat, it won't be sitting close to me at the picture show. Why the fuck you think I'm straining my neck in the front row? Your presence is too much, mm, it's nothing profound. I just feel better when you're not around. Live by myself and only got one chair. Ain't no one coming over. If they do, then that's rare. Stare down my space like I was protecting eggs. Remain mysterious like Satchel Page's legs. Kegs of beer would not drag me to your spot when. Being at a party takes everything I got not good Awkward and crowds a bad time Unless the bass is loud and I'm hammered kicking the rhyme I prefer that to standing in the kitchen of your crib Who will never come over to play vids Hip scared You got that buddy feel the congestion of the city Why you wanna rouse a dude who's get your always shitty Move your mental from all my time to think About the piece of shit boat I built that's bound to sink Stuck in another Conversation locking about 12 seconds behind the person it's talking. Can I just head home to be alone when there ain't no humans and there ain't no phone? I need solitude and I need you to split. Being driven mad and I can't take this shit. I need a proper room where things aren't that cram so the world can't see how fucked up I am. I need solitude and I need you to split. Being driven mad and I can't take this shit. I need a proper room where things aren't that cram So the world can't see how fucked up I am
That's a banger of a song, one. That's a great video. I forgot that uh, Pip's place there had a Murphy bed. That's funny. (laughs) That's a cool thing to have. (laughs) There's a lot going on in that video. Yeah, tell us about it. How long did it take to make it? One day. One day. One long day. And we had to put all Pat's shit out in the hallway, and the landlord was was super pissed about it and kept asking us when the video was going to be done. Uh, Because we'd put it all out in the hallway and then bring it all back in, then take it back out in the hallway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it looks like you had like four or five different setups or maybe more yeah yeah so we had the camera on a rotating platform that was running off a car battery in the middle of his apartment and it would just do 360 degree rotations and yeah. we'd run we ran the song like four or five times with four or five different scenarios and he'd change every time and we'd change his apartment up and one of them we just took everything out and it just did a completely empty loop and which gave me something to always cut back to in case i had nothing to cut to and then we just was like we were just like what other crazy shit can we put in this video so tyler got uh, like a bear costume that had been made by Marcel Zama somehow for yeah. some reason. Yeah. And wore that and played the accordion. Which That's is Tyler he, in there. I was always wondering. Tyler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't you tell by his little bouncy jig? That's uh, now totally that you fun. mention it. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then uh, Yai is like painting the apartment for some reason. I don't remember. And then um, uh, Sheldon is like teaching them how to dance. And we got Ness in there as well. And yeah, everyone showed up. That's the cool thing about, yeah, both those videos, it's cool. Like the whole community, the whole squad came out. They're and like, who, are the, who are the thugs with the... Uh... It's like BJ and I think Cutdown is one of them. And I, I can't remember. A lot of the Shadow same people. At... Yeah, it's all the same people with masks on. <laughs> yeah, but that was really fun. And then the other thing that was that bugged me about that video, and I'll never be able to unsee it when I watch the video, is Pat forgets his lyrics at one point and and because it's on a part of the song where he's on camera the nature of the video meant i couldn't cut away like yeah. there's nothing i can't cut because there's no cuts theoretically so i had to stay on him as he kind of like <laughs> bumbles his lip sync he'll kill me for mentioning this oh, i never noticed it so yeah yeah but uh anyway it didn't hurt the video at all. so you guys had the plan to like rearrange the place and you're like well fuck it we'll just put the shit in the hall it's fine <laughs> well, that's what Pat told me. It would be fine. Right. And then but he had a crazy ass landlord because that. Pat always lived in the craziest places, right? Yeah. Actively seeking out the weirdest places to live. Yeah. Very inexpensive and. Yeah. Cheap and weird. And weird. Yeah. And so, and then do you remember who edited that one? I think for whatever reason, I edited that one. Okay. And I don't know why, which makes me think maybe I did make it before Kinship because once Hannah and I started working together, we kept working together. Hannah edited the next two videos as well. Right. Um, so maybe Alone Again was first. And um, so would you have transferred, like you shot it on film, like are you editing, but you would have edited it digital, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it was edited either on Final Cut Pro at the Winnipeg Film Group or maybe, maybe Media Composer 100, remember that one? 
Um, like but at the time. film group, it was all, it was only because the film group had the infrastructure and they would rent it to me. Like I got the camera for like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. And then the, the, the editing time was like $7 an hour. It was, it was absurd. And that's why I, I give such props to the film group is like, filmmaking is super expensive, but with the film group uh, at your disposal, all of a sudden it becomes much more accessible and independent record labels can suddenly make music videos. You know? Yeah. And but just to point out, I don't know that we paid you anything for these videos. If we did, it wasn't much. It no, but just... uh, fortunately, again, here's the sort of mutual benefit mm -hmm. uh, to it was I had uh, just come back from teaching English in Japan where I'd saved up a bunch of money and I came back explicitly to be like, OK, I need a reel. If I want to be a filmmaker, I need a reel. I need stuff to put on the reel. I need to show people that I can make cool stuff. And so I needed cool stuff. You guys needed music videos. So we were both getting something out of it. Yeah. Although, yes, I paid for it. Yes, I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> oh, I know you paid for, uh, yes, no question. Um, okay, so let's go to the next video. This is one that I did, another wander around downtown Winnipeg piece. Um, this is Gruff, and this song is called Process Assimilate. And so the idea when we, sometimes you go out and you do a video, at least in my case, I do have an idea for something, and then it evolves as we go. And um, so in this case, I think at this point I'd bought a little a little camera that was like a DV cam or something. So I, I'm investing in a little bit of equipment, but it's not, you know, just a little Canon something or other, like a thousand buck camera. And uh, I want to shoot more videos. And my idea was that I want to, I, because I can control the track, I have the track ready to go at regular speed and then I have it at half speed and I have it at quarter speed, and I have it at double speed, and I have it at four times speed. So I'm gonna record Gruff doing the doing the song at all these different speeds and then mess with it and change the speed in post and then have something really interesting happen. So that was the idea. And then you get out there and you're like, well, four times speed is just impossible. You can't rap to it. It's like a waste of time. And, and one quarter speed is also a waste of time. You can't rap to that either. So really, the only thing we could do was half speed and double speed. And so when I did the edit, I was like, yeah, this looks like maybe it's double speed, but it's really boring. It's like <laughs> nothing would happen. Like, okay, a car drove by twice as fast as it would have driven by, but it's not fast enough to matter. Like occasionally right. someone would walk by and it looks like they're hurrying through the shot. Otherwise, right. nothing at all is happening. He's yeah. just rapping. And so then it's like, okay, well that didn't work. So I'm gonna do this other thing where I put his lyrics on the screen and try to make this more interesting. So when you watch this video, you can actually see that something weird is going on with time and how people are, but it, it didn't wasn't interesting enough to to float the video. So I bailed on it and went for this for this concept of his lyrics, because his lyrics are quite interesting anyway. So to actually just have a basically it's just a lyric video at the end of the day. This is gruff process assimilate let's check this out and there's a lot of good cameos from honeycut because again he's wandering around downtown with me um and he's in a bunch of the shots just sort of chilling so let's watch it Crack hips, don't crack whips, can't sit, act quick, advance, don't pass up chances, have lived life, sing, laugh through madness, right, that's it, that's this, crack hips, can't crack whips, 
can't sit, act quick, advance, don't pass up chances. Have lived life, sing, laugh through madness, right? That's it, that's it. Crack hits, can't crack whips, can't sit, act quick, advance, don't pass up chances. Have lived life, sing, laugh through madness, right? That's it, that's this. Crack hits, can't crack whips, can't sit, act quick, advance, don't pass up chances. Surefold construct, windpole conduct, on surplus, whole monstrosity, city living, civilized prison, bending wisdom in a rhythm, risen on a mission, strong casualty, gone gradually, the good, strong family, move beyond the limits, live a long fantasy, chance to be on tip top, canopy, tick tock, hip rock, rip shot, psychotic kids flip, got the wrong tragedy, hoodlum took, good glum, look wood, ungood, some stood strong, but still no one took them down, Ground look, ground foot, gravity We the mad, put the sound strategy Averaging ten bucks a bushel Friends, cop a book for vocal in the bathtub Half fuck, eating mad grub Glad submarine, that's grubby clean Half stuck between the cock and the machine But buddy's been gone fishing on Steady chipment on, shipments long Sipping on strong spirits, fong Gripping on songs, savagely Have it your way, sure stay, pure play My sore thumbs, half suck, I can't suck The core stay numb, dumb it down But stun the nerds, bums the word, curds and Way are way too fun to serve Signing like a thunderbird Blocking out the sun squint The gun's absurd But my bullets bite I pull my birthright Out my girth bright Work it like a searchlight To search night and day Find a way to fight today Learn twice today Grind away at life decay Fight today Strike tomorrow Like an arrow Wipe the sorrow Clear the marrow Barrow bar Boil bile Soil tiles For the trials Terrell told tales Over miles Old whales can't sail Sober knowing holy grails Filled with ale Put a nail in your halo From far away Flashing day with the battles at hand Until you're back in the saddle Soaking up style and demand And if you haven't a rattle To shake your shadow will dance So every smile that you make Accept the fact that it lands Like sunlight Process, assimilate Keep changing, rearrange it Generate momentum Guns blazing, feels amazing Crack hits, can't crack whips Can't sit, act quick Advance, don't pass up chances Don't pass up chances Have lived life, sing, laugh through madness Strife, that's it, that's this Crack hits, can't crack whips Can't sit, act quick, advance Don't pass up chances Have lived life, sing, laugh through madness Strife, that's it, that's this Whose handwriting is that? That's my handwriting Nice That was, so yeah, basically I did a, the first cut of it And it's like, wow, this is super boring And so then I was like so then I got on the phone with Gruff and was, was like, okay, Gruff, I want to do a, I'm going to do your lyrics on, on the screen. So you need to, tra- you need to tell me the lyrics of the song. And it took a really long time because it was like, <laughs> it's, you know, me trying to figure out what he's saying. You know, it's a right. very complicated, complex bit of lyricism, right? So, sure, yeah. so that was quite the phone call where it was uh, me transcribing him, telling me the lyrics. And I'd be like, what, what? And then, so how did you edit that? 
So that was basically each, I would have a shot, like, you know, uh, a bar of him rapping, and then I would put it in Photoshop, and then each, and then I would write out the, the lyrics, scan it, and and it would be a layer in Photoshop. So then each, each like if, uh, if the bar had like 25 words or whatever, then it would be um, a clip plus the 25 um, the 25 words has 25 layers and then you just move them all around and then time them so it was right. it was super painstaking like probably the most right. well there's a there, i've had two videos that were insanely painstaking and that's one of them where it was just like so much work to hours and hours and hours. oh yeah hours and hours of just trying to trying to work that out and that's all like in standard def and everything too i wish it was like in better resolution because it just does not hold up for how much work went into right. it you know and there's no way to <laughs> redo it but it was fun it was good to so at that time we did uh you know gruff's album came out in 2005 and we did several videos for it so we did process assimilate with my little camera and also we did another video which is we're not going to play tonight but it's called butcher's bell which is um basically just getting all everybody who's in that song uh, butcher's bell which is like gruff pip Ness, beat, uh, beat Gumshoe Strut, John Smith, and Yai, all in the basement of the Urban Bakery, and um, really bad lighting and really bad camera work, but just super fun. Got a couple cases of beer, got a package of white T-shirts, so everybody had a white T-shirt, and then it just went wild. I turned the it camera. A, on. That video has a bit of a horror movie vibe, a bit of a serial killer slasher movie vibe. Yeah, not not <laughs> intentionally. It was just so unplanned. It was just like, "Hey, we're doing a video. Get down here." And then like, yeah. well, "What is? What are we doing?" I'm like, mm, "We're gonna go in the basement." And then it's like, "Hey, Piff, go over to the bay and buy some white t-shirts, and and buy some beer." And so he went and bought all that shit. And then, uh, and then we just, you know, just once everyone had enough beers to like. Get wrap their asses loose, off. Get a little loose, then it's like, okay, wrap. Yeah. Now do it again. Now do it again. Now do it again. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's right. Um, but I want to get into this video that you did for Gruff's album as well for philosophy. Speaking um, of painstaking, this is painstaking as well. And uh, why don't you set this up? Yeah. So uh, a, a frequent collaborator of um, Pat and Gruff was John Schledowitz who is a photographer based in Winnipeg, who is an incredible photographer. I don't, I don't think it's a stretch to call him kind of like the Winnipeg version of um, uh, Glennie Friedman, you know, like a super politically motivated, um, uh, you know, uh, photographer who's also really connected to the music scene. And so I had seen a lot of his photography of that he had done of like public enemy shows, but also of Pat and Gruff. And I think he, did he shoot any of the covers? I don't know if he shot any album covers, but he, he had done like he shot, promo photos. He shot the cover. So one, he was good friends with Pat um, from, from the Fermented Reptile time, like around that time, like he was um, frequent collaborator with Propagandy and he would go on tour right. with them. And so he shot a picture that ended up being the cover for Fermented Reptile album, The Steaming Chicken. The Chicken, yeah. And then he actually did photos for several different projects. He did the photo, he shot the photos for Blunderbuss with right. um, John Smith in like these old buses and stuff. Uh, I don't believe he shot, he didn't shoot that Pip album, but he shot the Gruff album with Gruff up in the trees right. and all that. And then infamously he shot uh, he, he was my wedding photographer of all things. 
<laughs> he if was? You remember, yes. Shlatowicz was my... Yeah. He, like, propagandies, like, long-time uh, tour <laughs> photographer. the only wedding he's ever yeah, done. Yeah. He, he was also my wedding photographer, and he took great, great pictures. Like, the, the photography is fantastic. That's amazing. But when, this, when the... Um, when the uh, uh, reception happened, all he cared about shooting at that point was was Pip, because Pip <laughs> was dressed in like a really funny uh, wide brim hat, and he just was like he was dressed like a, a country gentleman from from Alabama or something like he just dressed really funny and like he yeah. you know he took it he just was goofy and came to my yeah, wedding as a style. and so. After after Pip takes the dance floor, there's no pictures of anyone else, and oh there's roll after roll of Pip dancing and hanging out and looking cool, and it ended up being like Pip used those as press photos forever, like the cover of the he did an I Mean mixtape, and yeah, yeah. and uh, that's that's my wedding, that's Pip <laughs> at my wedding. You were there, you, yeah, because yeah, you yeah. did the video for it, right? I think yeah, you shot yeah, the yeah. video and. Um, yeah. And, Marcy, uh, Marcy must be thrilled about that. About what? About what? That? Oh but yeah, when we got no the, pictures of you guys uh, during the dance because it's all pictures of Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a little bit like, huh? That's interesting. But um, we were really happy with his work for when it counted, right? So we weren't that's complaining. Awesome. And so, um, so the the thing with Schled was, um, I we, we had shot the last two videos on sixteen, but like any filmmaker, I wanted to shoot on thirty five. I wanted to play with like the big Hollywood professional toys right and but 35 millimeter film and especially 35 millimeter cameras are really really expensive and it's just a whole other level of filmmaking we need a bigger crew and more planning and, and chiefly more money right so I would but I, but I knew that still photographers shot in 35 millimeter. yeah so I said to Schled I was like why don't we why don't we do a thing where you you know how fast can you shoot is what I said and he was like if I hold the shutter down I can basically shoot like four frames a second and I was like great good enough you know it'll be like it'll feel like stop motion or something yeah so this whole video is we basically did a video shoot but it's just Schled is the camera and so he would go through a roll of 36 frames in you know like we we, we shot thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of photos yeah and so um, we, you know, we, we shot a video with still photography and then poor Matt Hannum, like <laughs> literally five months, six months, like squeezing it in between other work, I sure, think, sure. but just painstakingly uh, like, and we, of course we had no script supervisor and nobody was like cataloging these things. I just threw like 10,000 photos at, at Hannum and was like, can you match these up? Can you lip sync these, you know? Uh, to the best of your ability. It's a miracle. I don't know how he got the lip sync to actually hit in a couple of places, but it did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Schled, Schled just knocked it out of the park. I, I think he's looked incredible. And and um, and we, we also, the, so the first half is Gruff in the Woods and the second half is Pat at a murder scene because Pat has a guest verse on the song. Yeah. And we built a crappy little set. I was, a, uh, I was like a, the production office coordinator on a horror movie and I like I like uh, roped the art department into like building a little set for this video for free they built it for free out of the goodness of their hearts yeah so that's a lot of so much of filmmaking is is just that it's just like goodwill between people who want to do stuff you know yeah um yeah this is great so let's take a look at it and then we can talk a little more about it this is philosophy 
uh, by Gruff featuring Such Pimp an awesome Skid. Song too. and transcends time we might come sublime cause this ain't one dimensional we look at our environment with eyes critical we get a flow and travel to a point that's pivotal the universal language of music is a miracle the ministers of hip-hop we congregate religiously no cathedrals we express a temple physically lifting words like weights making way to all the listeners we're like athletes who compete against politicians lunch breaks to the stage break lip service same day shit disturbance makes some a bit nervous we get further knowing that our lives ain't hassle free but we wish to see Chris Parker teach philosophy and it gets darker bringing light that most have never seen the ill street blues travel into every city where every kid identifies with the way of living and every way of living identifies with every kid in. this is a life this is what we're made for we don't fuck around yeah, you get what you paid for and then some Cause we speak internationally, cross all boundaries and outlive tragedy This is a life, this is what we're made for We don't fuck around, yeah, you get what you paid for And then some Cause we speak internationally, cross all boundaries and outlive tragedy Identify with those who are always ticked off Living moldy hallways, getting ripped off So we flipped off the world, sitting on a track Tougher than leather, little lips, no holding back We react to the world through cause and effect And your only defense is pushing glass in the deck We'll be on in a sec, show respect to my god Work hard, get my video played by Jerry Todd And rot it out if you don't take no crap Been around before the world, been touched by rap But now all these crooks come and snoop around And we know they took the tiny Bust from stupid town so fuck Clyde Hoppers Hacking money off us When Gruff and I still walk Or hop on a bus We cuss these dumb fucks Hoping to cash in When they need to stick To them scratch and win I identify with groups Like M.O.P. Willie D Freddy the Fox And Bun B C.P. Put it on like your hand-me-downs Cold crush you wimpy Ribbon candy sounds Yeah This is a life This is what we're made for We don't fuck around yeah, you get what you paid for And then some Cause we speak internationally Cross all boundaries and outlive tragedy This is a life, this is what we're made for We don't fuck around, yeah, you get what you paid for And then some, cause we speak internationally Cross all boundaries and outlive tragedy Very cool. Very nice photography by John Sledowich. Very nice direction. Uh, so Hat's just on fire in that song. What's that? Hat's just on fire in that song. Yeah, it seemed like, uh, you know, it's funny because when Gruff does the lip sync, he's kind of not making eye contact with the camera. 
and then yeah i remember he he asked me he was like should i look at the camera or should i be looking because the idea is that he's teaching right the idea yeah. is that he's teaching philosophy um and so i said look at the class you're teaching to a class so look at the class so right whereas, whereas pat is being arrested <laughs> so he, <laughs> uh, did you recognize the dead body in the video no it's darko zerdom darko yeah uh, uh, and then the Darko, I know you're cops. listening. Shout out to Darko. Yeah, big shout out to Darko. One of the cops is played by uh, Jason LaPere. Oh, nice. Yeah. So how many rolls of film did you have to purchase? I, I wish I could remember the actual number. I don't remember. But that was it was like literally the only expense was buying and processing all that film and then i guess we scanned it as well yeah which which even back then this would have been like 2004 2005 even then you could get a camera store to scan your film so we actually i, don't, I never even saw the prints maybe we didn't even get prints but we just handed the rolls to the camera store and said we need scans and they gave yeah. us like five cds of like scanned images and then hanum just plugged it all into final cut pro Right, but I mean, so if you do four set four four shots a second, and you have thirty six, uh, thirty six. I, I would roll. conservatively estimate that we had forty rolls of film, at least forty rolls of film. That's not that bad. So forty times thirty six—that's how many frames we had to work with. Um, and and there was there's a lot of you know still photography where it's not like necessarily motion. It's not four frames a second. It's just like he just would go around this set taking shots of stuff that look cool. Or we shot out in the woods for a while. So he shot a bunch of cool like uh, nature photography, which of course syncs up well with sort of Gruff's song. And, yeah. and so we would break away from the trying to simulate motion, the stop motion stuff um, to do just like still photography when we needed to break it up or when Hannah's editing fingers got tired. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, even at the beginning, um, it feels like you might, you don't know what you're seeing. Like it looks like a slideshow, and then all of a sudden, it jumps and it's dynamic. It becomes alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was cool. Um, a couple of years after we did that, Tom Waits did the exact same thing. That notorious thief, Tom Waits, stole our idea because <laughs> I he must have seen the video and said, "I'm going to steal that idea for my video." But it's basically the same thing. It's like beautiful black and white photography, like four or six frames a second to kind of simulate motion. Right. And so at this point, you've done you've done a few videos. You want to do a reel. So is is are you getting anywhere with your reel? Um, not yet. But in it with after doing like two or three more videos, I did it did get me like a big real music video directing job, sort of, <laughs> um, <laughs> for, uh, for, for a video we're not going to watch on this podcast. But it was, it, was, it was a real video. The budget for that video was $100,000. Holy moly. I know, it was insane. And we shot it on 35 millimeter film. Um, and it was that video, it, it, was, it was, the reason we had so much money was because the province of Manitoba was partially paying for it because it was, it was a music video, but it was also a, a, a PSA against crystal meth addiction. Okay. And for a Christian rapper named Fresh IE. Do you, do you know this story? I think I do. <laughs> now it's starting to come back to me. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this Christian rapper in Winnipeg who had made a song called Crystal about don't do drugs, kids. Uh, they're bad. And uh, the pro he had convinced the province to like give him money to make a video that, and they were going to show it to a bunch of grade 10 kids. Um, so we made like a basically like a horror movie. Um, 
PSA. But anyway, so so the, my reel of peanuts and corn videos like convinced the producer of that, Kim Todd, to hire me to do it. Beautiful. Yeah, so it worked out. Uh, okay, so I want to play um, another song with your two favorite subjects. This is John Smith and Pip Skid again, and this is their collaboration they did with uh, Scratch Bastard. Um, and we're gonna see, I think, familiar apartments and familiar themes. But this is which one is this one? Collect and empty. Uh, well, are you showing no, I no. ain't lazy? No, this is I ain't lazy. Pardon me. Yeah, this is this is more fun. Collecting empties is kind of depressing because it's about alcoholism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, I Ain't Lazy by Scratch Bastard featuring John Smith and Pip Skid, and this is directed again by Jay LaPere. Small part is just kicking around. Stick to the deadline, son. 
you know, a lot of rappers would be like, I want to wear a gold chain. I want to, I want to look cool. I want to do this. I want to be in a nice car. And you got Pip Skid, who two out of three videos so far has wanted to dress like a cop. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the funniest thing about that video for me is as if those guys ever got up at seven thirty in the morning to practice. Yeah. No. <laughs> Never ever ever. That looked like a uh, lot well, of fun. Well, it's probably obvious to you that that video was inspired by Andrei Tarkovsky's films of the 70s. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> that was that's literally just the song. It's just like the literally the lyrics of the song. Yeah. Like we, we work hard. We, we bust our asses all the time. Um, but I had one idea, which I think didn't really work. I think it's a failed experiment in a sense. But do you remember uh, around this time, Spike Lee made Bamboozled? Yeah. And the whole thing of Bamboozled was he shot it on video yes. and then it was transferred to film. Yes. And this was like a new way to like shoot in a way that was like really fast and really cheap and then still have it look like film by transferring it to film. And it looked weird, but it looked better than video. And so I thought, well, that's a great idea. Let's do that. So we shot the whole thing on video and then I had it transferred to film. And I, I just think it just totally looks like video still. Like I yeah. don't think it film look at all to it so that was a waste of like 400 bucks <laughs> could have been um, four thousand <laughs> yeah could have been four thousand yeah um but still uh i think this song is there the video has a lot of like i think it captures the energy of the song it's it's really dynamic oh yeah a lot of look like a lot of fun and um it did, I, I don't understand like they wake up they do then they go on patrol they do their practicing which yeah, wouldn't happen in the morning service then they go do, oh it's community service so they get to dress community up like service. cops and tackle yeah. no Beat good up nicks. Yeah. And, and then they go to work in the kitchen great shots in the kitchen there <laughs> pretty sure that's pat's work pat's job that's maybe. that was pat's job okay that makes sense I think like, so. I think so. <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous well i mean that's why the video looks fun is because those you can just you know how fun it is to hang out with those guys they're yeah. fun guys right so yeah. And, and so what did they do? Did they happen to have a real show or was it planned around them having a real show or is that a was that a, just a sh thrown together thing? Either we planned it around them having a show already or they no, there wouldn't have been a coincidence because we knew we wanted to shoot a show as part of it. So we must have done it uh, within a, a week or two of them, them having a show. Right. At the Albert. At the Albert, the legendary the Albert. Legendary Albert. Yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. Um, and then you did another one for them, um, the Collecting Empties. We're not going to watch it, but what do you remember about that? That was even cheaper and quicker than that one. And that was all in Joe's apartment. And the only, that was a real kind of like, hey, we're bored. Let's make a video. Like, or we have nothing better to do. Yeah. And that was right, like one day no money and the only thing we did in terms of like production was we just had to find as many empty beer bottles as possible right so we we found like 800 beer bottles and just like screwed around with like arranging them in joe's apartment that's why there's like a depressing undertone to that video because yeah. it's really just about having a lot of empty beer bottles which is never <laughs> maybe when you're 25 it's okay but you know. right uh, cool. So, and I guess it was, must have been like, uh, you know, Bastard doesn't live in, for anyone who doesn't know, Bastard does not live in Winnipeg and never has. So, must no. have been when he came out to record with them or something, or I maybe do the that show. was already out, or just to do that show, right? Yeah, it was to do that show. That's what it was. Yeah. Cool. The basketball scenes were super fun. That was the best part. <laughs> and you, did you take breaks and play yourself? Or? Yeah. 
<laughs> no. And so, are you still are you shooting any of these yourself as cinematographer, or? Yeah, I shot somebody? that one, um, and it was really not like I probably could have found someone to shoot it, but because we were shooting on video and there was just so much running around, like you know how it is when you're making a film, the fewer people you have, the more flexible, you can, right? Yeah. And we, you know, had to be in like five different places all in one day, very quickly. And so it was just like those three guys and me and the camera. No lights, no nothing, no nothing, no nothing. Right. So it was just simplicity. Right. So you went around, shot it, and then you transferred it to film in Hope. Yeah, I, I sent it to Toronto to a lab, and they were so confused about what I wanted. They were like, why would you want to do this? <laughs> and so I was like, well, have you heard of Bamboozled? Anyway, um, so then they sent me back the... Well, and because this is the funny part, right? After I get it transferred to film, I'm not cutting it on a steam bag. I needed it transferred back, back to video. To video. Yeah. So that was the confusing part to them. So they sent it back to me, and like I say, it, you could barely tell it had been transferred. Well, I remember around that time, you know, me wanting the same thing where it's like really being up on how much technology was changing quickly and, and the holy grail being the film look, you know, and you could see like 2001 shooting on video looks so video and it started to get better and better. But, you know, I remember having conversations with you around that time of like, you know, trying to get the film look. And I remember you tell, talking about the bamboozled idea and because I remember them shooting on they, I think they shot that video. They shot bamboozled on the camera that I shot climb everything on, like the VX100. Oh, cool. um, but they knew how to use it, so that was a that was a helpful thing. And they used lights and things like that. It, it, here's the funny part, though. Has any have either of us watched bamboozled in the last 15 years? I haven't. I remember liking it when it came out, but I don't know how. It I, I did up too, at all. but I, I wonder how it looks now. Uh, Criterion just put it out, so there's like a Blu-ray of it. Okay. So, uh, I, I but I should give it a watch because I bet it looks crazy. I bet it just looks bizarre. Right. Um, so this next video is my one and only foray into getting money to do a video so this is macaron bird of prey 5000 watts so i'm in vancouver i've been living here for five years and i'm starting to make some friends in the film industry and i meet a guy his name's greg milton and another guy oliver lindsley and they produce low budget music videos and they do video fact applications so they do a video fact application for me for macaron bird of prey and um and so the plan was to we had a shoot day all set and we got the video fact. I think we got 15 grand or whatever to make this video. And so we had a, an initial location and, sh and shoot day and it was just pissing rain. We went out there, we rented all this stuff, um, including all these speakers. And then we, and we couldn't shoot. It was just raining too hard. And I was like, can we shoot anyway? And they're like, you, you, you're not, it's not going to work. Right. This guy, James Liston shot it for me. He's like, we can't shoot in this. It's pissing. It's going to look like shit. So then we, Vancouver problems, Vancouver problems. So then we pushed it, whatever, a week, couple weeks or a month or something. And then when we ended up shooting, so I picked a new location where I would have rain cover. And sure enough, it did rain on this day as well, but at least we're underneath, um, we're underneath rain cover, but that's why it's dark as hell. So this is 5,000 watts by Mac and Rome, Bird of Prey. And uh, this is what $15,000 gets you kids. Check this out. <laughs> Yo, this 
speakers right. Track the soundboard, rack the reverb, pack the front because the back's for seniors. Tax the head, showing fashionably late. The passion ain't dead, check the cash at the gate. Stash it under the bed, the line forms a sound check. To anticipate for the bass to pound mass down west, out east, heard about. As a PNC sound spreads word of mouth. We brought big speakers in the amp goes to 12. Wax piled up, far too much to shelve. All big tunes, the plates and cover-ups. Your tin pan sound is always the runner-up. This one is a special request. Delivered to the jam by Parcel Express. They want war, but it's not for the best. The people's court says it's unlawful to test. We got 5,000 booming watts. Sound system, state of the art. Come on, 5,000 booming watts. Sound system, state of the art. 5,000 booming watts. Sound system, state of the art. What? 5,000 booming watts. Star search to put your moves away. This is a DJ with red hot grooves to play. As ladies wild out and heads get reckless when it's over, file out for a bed and breakfast. It's about tonight, tomorrow feels dirty. Out till six, you work at 7:30. Trying to get by on a buck and a half sleep, but fuck it, cause you haven't been out since last week. Any moment now, I'm gonna show you how. Sipping red stripe, never the low and brow. And it coincide with how I'm throwing down. Pay the dough and slide to the greatest show in town. Draw a crowd every time that I'm seen. Keep the stage taped off like a crime scene. Every dime piece can skip the line free if they can repeat one frame of the rhyme scheme. Choose the crew soup in a lot of the losers. Been new school since Lollapalooza. No pyrotechnics and cheap theatrics. We rhyme so hectic, we slept on class. Pass the guest list is your respect rate Treat the vapors with some KO pectate Turn off the cell phone, no flash photography Open mic, hell no, so back up off of me 5,000 booming watts Sound system, state of the art Come on, 5,000 booming watts Sound system, state of the art 5,000 booming watts Sound system, state of the art What? 5,000 booming watts Love seeing Bird. There's a lot of good people in that video too. I want to give some shout outs. So DJ Moves is in that video and Rec is in that video. Evil Ebenezer is in that video. Factor's in that video. Alpha Ming in that video. My good friend Kent Wilson. You know Kent from no. Winnipeg? He's, no. uh, he's in that video. He was I heard the name. Here. And, uh, and of course my lovely wife makes a cameo in that video. Um, so that was a lot of fun. But we uh, we got funding for that one. And uh, part of the money went to my rained out speaker rental. And then I had to rent them all again. 
And uh, I don't know where the rest of the money went. No idea because we almost got shut down because apparently we didn't tell the school that we were shooting oh, there. We just showed up and the principal's like, what's going on here? And so the producer, this guy Oliver, had to be like, oh, well, there must be some misunderstanding, blah, blah, blah. Like just bullshit his way through it. Yeah, but we didn't have a permit there at all. Um, I didn't, was it shot on film, right? No, it wasn't. It was shot on the DVX 100, like that, that Panasonic that came up that shot. It started to get closer to the film look because it's, yeah, it looks it, pretty good actually. Yeah, it's, it was it's aged well. Yeah, it was uh, you know because it could do 24 frames and the sensor was a little bigger, right. so it, it's starting to get closer to the film look that we both coveted at this time. Yeah, but exactly. but uh, no, I've never. Well, I've only got one thing that I've ever shot on film, and that was just on eight mil. Much later, just screwing around. But um, and then who cut the video? I cut the video. Yeah. And yeah. then and then we got it color timed and the guy was like, uh, he sent me the thing. I was like, it looks super dark. They're never going to play it on much music. He's like, they'll play it for sure. And I'm like, you got to make it brighter. So then he makes it brighter. And then we send it to much music and they don't play it. <laughs> Even though they paid yeah. for it because much music is the primary uh, funder of video fact. So you would think if right. they pay for a video that they would at least give it a chance and play it a few times. So the only time that my knowledge it got played once because I was on Much West, or I think it was Going Coastal or Much West, or whatever the show was at this point in 2005. And I was interviewed, and then it was like, hey, you should probably play my video that you guys paid for. And you're like, okay, we'll play it. So, and that that host was like, a, not a fan, but was, you know, down with peanuts and corn. And he was like, here's the deal. I found out they didn't hit, meet their standards. They won't, they won't put it into rotation. Meet their though, standards? Yeah, it just didn't look professional enough, basically. Oh, come on. Some of the garbage they've put on? Give yeah. Me a break. I was like, what? I guess it just looked, I don't know, it just looks like what it is. Just a bunch of people, you know, there's no, not a lot of production value besides a bunch of speakers, right? Well, so. but still, there's, they put way shittier videos than that on that goddamn channel. Hey, man, if it had a name attached to it, it'd be a whole different thing, but right. We're yeah. not, we didn't have a name, so... Yeah. So, you know, tends to make you a little jaded. And I think we applied one other time for much fact, much video fact and uh, didn't get it and just sort of walked away from that whole process. Yeah. Did you ever? Lots of, lots of paperwork. Did, yeah, totally. Did you do any applications? Uh, yeah, like I don't think I ever applied directly, but I connected with a production company in Toronto that, and it, it, this is something I learned about the whole process is it was like, a factory, you know, like the, they had one producer who was just in charge of grinding out as many video fact applications as they could yeah. per month, you know, and then they would put in like 50 applications and they'd get like four and then that would be like their business model, right? Yeah. Um, so it was like they, they were taking pitches from just as many filmmakers as would submit them. So I over, I worked with them for like a year and a half, I think, and I submitted like maybe six or seven or eight, never got one of them. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, get in the application, get in the application. And then it, I think it was a quarterly announcement where they would say these 25 artists have, have received money for a video and 20 of them were already on a major label, right? It was crazy. And, yeah, it was it wasn't crazy. Fair. It wasn't fair. No, it was very much like, um, they looked at it because also I, I sat on some juries, not Video Fact, but Factor, which was similar where you got your records funded as well, like recording or touring grants or marketing support, all those, all that kind of the funding grant world for music and for music videos. And it was like 
They looked at it like if they had already given you money, they wanted to give you more because they wanted a success story. Right. It wasn't about like helping out the nobody who really had a good demo. It was like, no, no. Like, for example, you know, Swollen Members and that whole world, their whole world was funding. And it was like, right. well, why would Swollen Members get all this money when they're already successful? Like they've got the number one song and they're selling, you know, they've gone gold or platinum in Canada why would they continue to get funding and it was like well because that's a success story yeah so it was kind of like well you know so I, I don't know how many times they got video fact but certainly a lot more than my one shitty time and your none shitty times you know <laughs> it, it canadian culture is risk averse we don't like to take risks in this country yeah or it was just like you know however it worked where it was like look at the, look at a, look at how successful the artists we fund are and it's like well, right. yeah no kidding yeah, funding has a money. way of making that happen. You know? yeah, totally. Um, all right. So here I want to play my next my next video, which is uh, a few years later, I would think. Like I think 5,000 watts we probably did in 2004, 2005. And, um, and so my thought um, doing this next video, Edge of Town, was kind of like your thought for philosophy where it's like, I've got this really nice digital camera. At the time, I think it was a Sony Alpha and um, um, it takes really nice, you know, stuff and it looks like film. So why don't I take a whole bunch of pictures of myself uh, lip syncing a song and string that into a into a video. So this is um, Edge of Town and I recorded or I filmed this myself. Um, no crew, nobody, nobody, just a remote shutter on the camera. What? running running around in Richmond, British Columbia after dark for so I stole this idea from a sprint commercial I was on. I was an AD on a sprint commercial where they were doing this light painting where they would do oh, yeah. 15 second exposures per frame and then and so get and then they'd have these people come in they're all dressed in black head to toe and they would draw with flashlights. And I was like this is super cool and I can do this and so I adapted that idea for this video. Um, so let's watch. This is called Edge of Town. This is you sampled it. You sampled the idea. I sampled the idea. It's an homage or a sample, but it's not. It's not a bite. All right, let's check it out. Packing a 
of town That was uh, painstaking to do, I tell you. What was painstaking about it? Well, so originally what I did was I wanted to shoot every frame. I think it was 12 frames a second was what I was trying to do. And so to do the lip sync, obviously you don't do it in real time because you're shooting 20 seconds per frame or whatever. Like the exposure you want to do to get the streaks, you want to do like a long exposure per frame. So it's like 15, 20 seconds. Um, somewhere in that neighborhood so then you can't just rap or sing the song you have to so then I would record myself what I did was I recorded myself at home singing the song and saved it to at the time I had a little PlayStation portable and so I saved the song on the PlayStation portable each frame that I wanted to shoot so I knew what to do with my mouth at the time like you know it was like the next frame I'm like you know what syllable I'm on and all that stuff so like at the animation be- it like was an animation frames. so at the beginning yeah. that's kind of what i was doing and then i got the hang of it and i realized i didn't need to do that i just needed to you know there was like i could just kind of all i really had to do was do the math and say this this line i need 50 or whatever 12 pictures for this line so just right. cut it up like that and so i got a lot faster at it but i still took like four nights just you know by myself um in the streets of richmond like on all these bridge and <laughs> bridges and beside the you know that's like a, a major highway that's behind me on a lot of it and i'm over top of like the 99 and then massey yeah. tunnel and all that kind of thing so i got beautiful really- video though the, the, there's something really romantic about streaking car lights you know what i mean like that's uh that worked it, that suited the atmosphere of the song which i have to say makes me feel like you maybe need a hug rod like that, was, <laughs> that song comes from a very dark i hope you're doing better now than you were when you recorded that song uh yeah i'm doing i'm doing better i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> it was all dark writing which i tend to write dark even though i'm not a dark person and i'm not a an unhappy person but i do tend to write negative and that's kind of always how i've been so yeah. i don't write a lot of happy songs in, in at, at the best of times and when i'm getting into this like getting into the singing stuff even more so it's even more get it out in the music and not in real life exactly that's sort yeah. of what i've been what i've been doing so but that was yeah. fun to do and then you know for that album i was my own guinea pig i did several videos and i gotta give a shout out to a guy named phil langan who shot a bunch of my videos at that time too and he ended up you talked about a Hollywood connection. He's uh, currently shooting Star Trek Discovery in Toronto, and he shot Star Trek Picard the first season. So he's I've come, heard along, of those. come a long way. <laughs> yeah. From I met Phil once. Yeah, he's a great guy. Come yeah. a long way from following me around dressed as a bum in the shopping cart with just him and me, <laughs> you know. But uh, 
he, creative guy and we he taught me a whole lot about about this kind of stuff so it's, it's good awesome um so i want to get to your next your next video which is uh definitely the highest production value of all these videos i think it might be your tour de force with uh <laughs> having a plot and a, and a cast and shot really beautifully black and white and and, and uh and all that. So this is tens of dollars by Pipskid. How can you set this up for us? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this was a, this is me like trying to tell a story. Like that was a big thing with this one. It was like, uh, it's kind of the same thing as, as the earlier version, but just more sophisticated where it's like, Pat needs a video. I want to demonstrate to, you know, producers or funding bodies or anyone who will listen that I know how to tell a story. So let me tell a little story. So you listen to Pat's song and I pitch him a story about like, hey, what if you, what if we do a bank heist, you know, story, but you're the bank teller and you rob the bank from, from being their employee. Yeah. And so that's where it started. And and he would be like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, well, he would, it, it's, uh, like uh what's that rule they have in spontaneous comedy or um uh, where they say yes and you know what i mean yeah. so he'd be like yeah okay and you know what if uh you know uh, shazam is my like accomplice and i'd say yeah okay and what if this and this and that so what if that? all right let's check this out and you can tell us more about it because there's quite a i'm sure there's quite a bit that went into this one uh this is pip skid tens of dollars from his album skid row um, I think it was like 2010, something like that, or getting getting into the Ish. late. Ish. Yeah. Uh, let's check it out. Do I get a car? It's a funny joke. Do I want to 
feel like an ass Nothing in my life and it's leaving fast Run up in the bank with my thieving ass Can't believe how I make ten dollars last Holy fuck, I'm bad at math use of uh, sound effects to not have to rent a cop car. Oh my god, those are expensive. <laughs> Hell, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what's funny is that that video is like really not that different from all the other videos. Like it's not like it was way more expensive. Um, and it was actually shot on video, whereas the earlier ones were shot on film. It's just we did, we got, we put all, you know, what little bit of money we put aside for the video, we put it all into one thing, locate a location. Yeah. And it's like, it's a really good lesson of like the power of a location to add like production value to something and make it feel like a movie or yeah. you know, at least more than more than just like, you know, because if you shot that, even if you had shot that in like a smaller bank, it wouldn't feel cool. No. But I just happen to know, again, from being a PA, it's like you, you worked on that sprint commercial and you saw them doing this cool technique with the light paintings. And um, I had been in that location to shoot some stupid ass thing I don't even remember. And I was like, wow, you can rent this place out. Cool, I'll remember that. Um, and it was like 4,000 bucks a day. And I called up and I did the poor starving artist routine. And yeah. it was like, I chintzed him down to like 1,500 bucks or something. And that was like the whole budget of the video. Like it was like 80% of the budget of the video. And the Glenn Powell, the guy who would help me on the hypercondriac video, he was still doing his thing. And he owned uh, a Panasonic HVX yeah. 100. Is that a camera? Uh, HVX is the, yeah, that's the high def version of the one that I shot 5,000 watts on. Which yeah, I, which nice camera, for a few things. nice yeah. camera. Like for 2010, that was a pretty close to the top of what you could get away with with a video camera. And he had two of them, which was really cool. And so, um, you know, he just did me a solid and for like some, you know, nominal fee of a couple hundred bucks, he came and helped run the show and shot it all. And, uh, and then everyone in that video is a volunteer. My, my wife and my kid are like part of the crew and they helped organize lunches. And, you know, it's just a total like, hey, do you want to come out for an afternoon and do something cool? Yeah. Um, and that was it. It looked great. Yeah. It looked like it was a lot of fun as well. It was a lot of fun. I mean, having Shazam and, and, and uh, Cut Down there as well was a super fun part of it as well. And so Pip, Pip uh, didn't live in Toronto at that time, so I guess he just flew out to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, covered his own airfare, didn't pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he, I don't know. I mean, he has some family out here, I think, so he wasn't coming out just for the video, but it was a big part of it for sure. Worked out good. Um, yeah. So at this point, 
is it starting to get you some work some of these some of these things besides the um don't do crystal meth <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it's it's always impossible to know what it is exactly that convinces someone. But yes, at this point, I'm in Toronto. I have an agent, my first agent, who is a complete joke. But she, I had an agent, which is yeah. better than having no agent. And I'm taking meetings and I'm showing people these videos and saying, hey, look, I, I can do stuff. And uh, I'm also like writing screenplays as well. And some combination of the music videos, the, the screenwriting work I was doing and my ability to pitch a story in the room finally gets me, um, you know, a producer who, who basically hires me to direct my first feature. And then eventually we go to telefilm and get um, what at the time was called the, the uh, uh, first time feature directors fund. Yeah. Like, hey, make your first movie fun. Right. And so, so, yeah, I mean, I think the videos must have contributed to that in some way. And what was the movie? That was Cold-Blooded, my first feature. So tell us about some of the movies you've done. So I've directed uh, two features that I wrote. One's called Cold-Blooded and the other one's called I Declare War. And that one did pretty well. It's about a bunch of kids playing a game of war in the woods, but imagining that they have real weapons. AK-47s and grenade launchers and stuff, and that was real fun. And and so that got into TIFF, um, and it played this festival in the States called Fantastic Fest, where it won the Audience Award as well. Um, and so that was uh, sort of got me a little bit more attention in the U.S., and I got an American agent. And as a result of that, I started to get some TV work, which has been a mixed bag of experiences, but a very yeah. well-paying mixed bag. Um, I've done a series, I've directed a series of TV movies for a lifetime. Yeah. Um, and all of which have been based on true stories. Uh, some of those true stories are more interesting than other of yeah. the true stories. Um, the best one of those was when I, I made a TV movie about the investigation into the death of Jean Benet Ramsey, the six-year-old beauty queen right. that was killed in Colorado. That was actually a really uh, amazing and awesome project because I love true crime. That's like one of my big passions. Yeah. Um, and then just recently, I directed a, t my, a TV series for the CW, uh, the American Network, the CW, which was a samurai show which was really fun and i got to play with a lot of fun like uh, i did my kind of kurosawa movie uh, so that was a really fun movie. oh what's that called it's called warigami and in canada you can watch it for free on cbc gem and in the states you can watch it for free on cw seed which is their streaming service oh so warigami warigami yeah check that out everybody check that out i'm gonna check that out that sounds cool yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not as cool as it sounds, unfortunately, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play a couple more tracks and a couple more videos. Um, this is one that I did when I was, uh, again, my own guinea pig here. So this is a song by McEnroe called Keeping the Faith. Um, this is, again, about 2010, and this is me in Richmond. Um, but I got a better camera, and I'm learning a little bit more and doing some stuff. So let's check this out. This is Keeping the Faith. Twenty ten ain't a damn thing changed. I still front and hang out all day. I still want money and ain't bought happiness yet. I still chase and succumb to debt. And at the pace I spend, I'm bracing for the end of the race. Then pretend to love the one I'm embracing. Feel too real. Give up too much information. Pledge allegiance to the corporation. No grievance. I'm backroom grumbling. Taking the medicine begrudgingly. It's humbling as the buzzer rings and my mouth waters. They pavlov this with that slaw. 
daughters and bad daughters, it's all ain't it. Don't aspire to sainthood, but sports and entertainment. Local boy makes good. You could say it's a matter of taste. I'm still living in the system. I guess I'm keeping the faith. I must be keeping the faith. I guess I'm keeping the faith. I must be keeping the faith. And I still got cable, I still subscribe, pay a bill for the swill meant to fill my mind. Who's off survivor? I got to know. I don't watch the hills, can't sink that low. I don't watch the news, don't like that show It's depressing as shit So I press the remote controls mute Post some old news From online rumors who can poke some holes through Still, eat fast food Salt the fries to outlast you Made the deal and it's past due But ask myself that I have to Still sip aspartame before and after Master my domain, I beg to differ Kid myself to think I make a difference With the words reveal a major cynic Constructive critic, claim I'm with it As I listen to the Smith still ill What decade is it? Am I living in the past? Or maybe I'm distracted I must be keeping the faith I guess I'm keeping the faith I must be keeping the faith I guess I'm keeping the faith I must be keeping the faith I guess I'm keeping the faith I must be keeping the faith Was that another one-man show? That is a one-man show. Was uh, this like a goal, artistic goal of yours? Was like I want to be, I want to be the only person on set. It's it's more like I don't want to waste anyone else's time. <laughs> it's like it's it's like uh, I have an idea. It's probably not worth your time, but uh, so I'm gonna go try it, and then I'll just finish it, and then that's kind of the thing that has been why most of my videos are just me doing something is because I'm. I haven't done very many where it's like, I have this idea. I have like only about three or four videos where it's like, I have an idea. Right. Let's execute it and get people involved. And, you know, I'm not going to get into all of those ones because I've done about, you know, 20 or so videos. And then I just kind of got tired of it because I was doing videos for like all these different rappers and stuff. And they wouldn't call me back. And it's just like getting annoying. Rappers and, and are the worst. Rappers are the worst. So you know rappers ghosted me after i went through you know paid for ferry tickets and did all this stuff hey. to try and make something happen um and so so anyway so a lot of my videos were were i'm just kind of messing around and just experimenting and that's that's the seawall near where i used to live in richmond um where there's this weird radio tower thing going on and and uh 
And so I'm just sort of doing, experimenting with that, but it's like camera on a tripod, me running around doing, using an intervalometer for some of the time-lapse-y kind of stuff. And Is that you drawing in the video as well? Yeah, yeah. Isn't there camera movement during those shots though? Yeah, so the camera movement, it's in post where you shoot it wider and then just do, do the, do it. And I learned how to do it so it didn't look super robotic where you can kind of feather it and it looks a little more yeah it looks like someone's uh, it looks like it could be someone doing it you know it's just on the edge it's not quite there but it's you know it's more convincing than your standard it's almost like your videos are you freestyling it's like well that's that's exactly what why my videos aren't are like very hit and miss for that reason because i don't do a lot of it's kind of like in this next video, the last video we'll play today is a perfect example of that where it's like, uh, you know, we got this kind of in- kind of interesting location. And of course, you've got Yai, you got John Smith, you got Bird of Prey, you got Pipskid, you got DJ Co-op, you got this guy Cass, who's a friend of everybody. Uh, you got Gumshoe Strut, you got Honeycut, And it's like, let's just get in here and make it up as we go along. And that's basically what we do. And so when you have those kind of people, uh, you can get away with it. And then other times you don't get away with it. And so there's some videos that are like, huh, this is really boring because, I, you know, I didn't write a story. I just wanted to, like, get an interesting performance and maybe do a camera trick. And if the camera trick doesn't work, then you got no- you got nothing, right? right. So... Um, but it's just like freestyling, when it works, it works, and you capture something special, and that spontaneity is part of it, right? Yeah, and I really like, you know, my favorite kind of, like, camera work. I really like handheld. I really like raw documentary. I like, you know, it's just, it's something like, I mean, my production, when I think about how I make music, it's a little more defined and not as spontaneous, right? So it's a nice way to contrast it, because everything about making hip-hop is very controlled like you know especially like these records are made over the course of months if not years at this point and uh there's no there's no spontaneity to it it's just all built and constructed using computers right so it's like when you get to like just pick up a camera and and try to find something interesting happening and get a good moment it, it feels like that's where you can get the spontaneity out of it because it's not happening when you're actually making the music, you know? Well, and that's a lot easier to do if you're the only person that you have to answer to and you're not like, you can't, you can't have any spontaneity when you have a crew of 25, right? You can't. And also, you know, me being in the position where it's like, these are my artists. So I don't really have to, I'm like, Hey, we're shooting a video. Wear something nice. That's all I really have to say. Right. It, <laughs> like you would be like, Hey, here's the deal. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Like very yeah. structured arm's length kind of deal like even though pip's your friend and smitty's your friend and all that but you're going to be like here's what we're going to do and you're pitching them on the idea and me i'm just kind of like don't be late (laughs) like well what what song please tell me what song we're doing oh we're Ah, doing this song at least yeah (laughs) otherwise it's kind of like well let's just go see what happens so there's a bunch of these where it's like you know we did a video for for yai yai was my big guinea pig because at that time i finally had some gear and i had some time and i would come back to you know, I wasn't too tied up with the fact that I had a very young child, but, you know, I had a little bit of time to be back and forth with Manitoba. So 
um, you know, yeah, yeah, we ended up doing a whole bunch of videos for Yai's album at this time, like around 2010, when I really wanted to be directing and doing this stuff. And so he ended up being my number one guinea pig. But it'd be like, cool, you know, he, he, it'd just be like, Danny, we're doing another video, so don't be late, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> so there's like, we got a video of called Back Roads where it's just, there's no structure. It's just Tyler, Pat, me, and Danny in a car driving around. Uh, Manitoba, like going to Steinbeck and to Myrtle and all these places just seeing what's interesting and it kind of works and it kind of, you know, kind of doesn't, but, but uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we were doing. So sure. this this one, this, call, this song's called Who's Effing With Me or Who's Fucking With Me and this is Yai featuring John Smith and so this is almost like a sequel to The Butcher's Bill where it was like, it's in the same building but we're upstairs in this really weird office where they were planning they were planning, I guess, using the space to plan the new hydro building. And then they moved out and they left all the plans. So there's like these weird empty half-finished offices with unpainted walls and stuff. And it's just like, all right, guys, everybody wear a white shirt and uh, and be there. And of course, Bird is incapable. of. He's like, I ain't wearing a white shirt. I'll wear a blue shirt. So let's check this out. So this is this is Who's Effing With Me. This is Yai featuring John Smith. Roll through the deep, man, kill all that But I never wonder when my homies like Bill out scratch Your crew of sidekicks, Eddie Haskells Cuts like Caesars without any Tabasco Your ghostwriting episodes remind me of that toe You ain't know it's cause I'm going way back, yo We over 30, we ain't stunting for you hot dog and assholes We blue collar like a dude in a back hole And through the knowledge like a kufi and an African robe Since 94, my faction is dope, yeah A racket is rope, you think you can hang? Leave you swinging like a seat in two chains Man, I've been waiting for some of y'all to come up Come on, you little thumb suckers quit after a couple songs And if it ain't dope, I wonder what the fuck you want Stay away from coke, that sniffle stuff you doing Who's fucking with me? Pip, yeah, nest, Mac, Gruff, Honey, Clinton, Slimmy Sloppy Joe, T, Diesel, Roddy, Nesta, Danny, Pippi Break bread, that's the crew, that's the clip, we run the city I said we run the city, who's fucking with us? Smith, Honey, Cup, Mac, Ness, yeah, Pip, Gruff Diesel, Danny, Satchel, Roddy, T, Joe, Wicked, Nut Break bread, that's the crew, that's the click, so give it up I said give it up No one, he's fucking with the sky right now I cannot be down, got few names you can copy down Not on the list, you cannot be down When I'm well grounded, then I'm fucking with Nesta We grew up, Ainsley Mains, Smitty, one of the best On wax, a party rockin', honey cutters preferred We got pips kid, now we got bird, it's absurd And I, yeah, I ain't the word to play, leave it at that Beat to a standard ass track, ain't the reason I rap Other people may be decent, but these are for Mac The GS when you see ass receipts in the bag I started rapping for rap, whatever happened to that In my opinion, could take it as a matter of fact Boo-hoo, the best two groups of Canada has And yo, we do it like that 
case where it worked that's the case where it worked where it was like you know pretty much no plan i i uh packed i drove out to winnipeg with a a, a jeep full of shit and i had like a, a celeb light or whatever some kino flow light and like a slider um couple cameras just all this stuff to like make as many videos as i could in like eight days or something <laughs> and so i think we were i think i i think i shot that and um I think I probably did five or six videos that week, including the, like um, the energy in that video. Sorry, you were saying including. Well, there's a there's a we have a video um, for Old Man Winter from John Smith where we just run around Winnipeg and he's dressed up. It's like super hot. It's summertime and he's dressed up as an old man, like in a beard and stuff, but also in a parka, and uh, really fun video. And it also seemed to work, but. Um, yeah like just i think i did like four danny videos that week in that video and just 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 going like just trying to shoot as much as i could the energy in that video is hilarious and and infectious and totally adds to the song but it's it, it it's hard to believe it keeps going up like like but but like two-thirds of the way through the video it's like okay this must be the peak energy level of this video but they double it somehow yeah, at, it's the, like at the wild. end where, where they're Surprised just attacking. They're not tearing their clothes up <laughs> insane and, and it's just like it's pretty much just found objects like we didn't plan it's like look at all these look at all these blueprints what can we do with these and like look at there's a sink you sit you sit with the sink and i'll do a slider reveal thing and you guys fight like this and it's just like madness it, it feels madness. like a drunken office party yeah or I'm, I'm sure there was some booze absolutely yeah, with, with bird as like the dwight Schrute of the <laughs> yeah very fun very fun um but uh so what else? I guess um, you know I, I haven't made a video lately. Have you? Nope. <laughs> I, uh, I I'm not opposed to making videos. It's just like for the amount of time and effort that's involved in them, uh, I'd rather right now I'd rather put that time and effort into trying to get a movie off the ground. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would. I look at it like I would rather be producing a record than making a video so that's where you know because as we get older our time is very finite as you know yeah. and um so it's hard to you know at that time it just seemed like i was producing records and re doing all these videos like and then reality crashed in you know it's like kid having a kid having another kid being busy with work all that kind of stuff 
It's, it would be an interesting time to be making videos though, because like I was saying earlier, it's so accessible and everyone has a platform, right? Like even, you know, the most five minute music video is gonna get a couple hundred views or something on YouTube. At least there's a place you can put it where people can watch it, which wasn't even an option for us until halfway through we were doing this stuff. Yeah, and it's almost like, do we, you even, and I was saying this to, to like a young artist who was asking me, kind of where they should put their energy is I was almost like do you even do a full video or do you do as many micro videos as you can right, is it yeah. even is it even about a four minute video or is it about a 30 second snippet that you just put as much energy and interesting bits into sure you know or something because or, or a 10 second snapchat <laughs> yeah pretty much it's all just like you know the shorter the better the quicker and more interesting but yeah, it's an interesting time for sure. I, I have I've thought about it recently as about picking up the camera again, but you know I don't know. It's it's definitely something I've never thought consciously about until this very moment. But it's like it, music videos have probably changed more than actually like feature filmmaking has or television making have, and they've changed a lot. Yeah, but music videos. I mean, it's like literally I could go make a music video right now you know, and yeah. upload it on YouTube in 30 minutes, you know? So uh, we couldn't do that back in the day. But at the same time, it's like, as a music fan, do you seek out music videos? Do you? Yeah, that, well, yeah, sure, sometimes. I mean, you know, I don't seek them out, but like they, when they, when, you know, people send them to me or I send them to friends and usually they're old music videos, <laughs> <not> new ones. <laughs> Um, you know, I still think the form is valid and there's cool work being done in them, but, um, yeah, I, I saw, I've seen new music videos that have blown my mind for sure. Well, but, it's certainly a great place to have. It certainly gives you the most freedom, I think, of trying things. Um, yeah. You know, like with, it's experimental by nature. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was really, uh, really great to uh, spend some time with you today. Um, really appreciate your time and catching up with you and your insight into some of this stuff. My pleasure, Rod. It was, uh, it was a serious uh, fun doing this and revisiting all those videos made me feel super old. Thanks a lot. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's my life for the last uh, six months of doing this podcast. It's just like, here's another thing I did 20 years ago. Check it out. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for joining us and uh, thank you to UGS Mag for hosting this podcast. It's really uh, fun. We've hopefully got maybe four or five, six more episodes and then I'm going to stop and not do them anymore. I think that that'll be great. So um, thank you again for joining me, Jason LaPere. And hey, how come you haven't uploaded anything to your YouTube channel in the last 10 years? What's going on? Oh, man. Yeah, I'll get back to you. YouTube. If you go to YouTube, you can check out Jason LaPere. He's got some... Uh, some good parody videos of like uh we've got my good friend jason newfeld doing uh as a fluffer in a, in a bathtub <laughs> among other things you got uh some funny stuff and then also and one more shout out is that i believe you did at least one or two of the pnc cribs back in the day too or at least you oh, did the camera man. work are those do those exist are they somewhere that I can yeah watch they're them? on they're on the they're on the big mac and row youtube channel they're all oh, i'm gonna there. check those yeah. out i haven't seen those i think you did forever. the smitty one for sure i can't remember which other ones you did those must be funny yeah again they like are hard to watch just because the quality is so low from being right. uploaded 15 years ago it's just like four big pixels yeah, that's the whole screen it's really yeah. grimy but um but yeah. they are funny they are funny uh all right cool man well thank you i hope to catch up with you again 
a lot sooner than the last time and hope to, or maybe I'll run into you in a clothing store or something, but uh, <laughs> let's keep in touch. And thanks again for joining me. You got it, Rod. Thank you. All right. Good night, everybody. 